At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hey, and welcome to the How to Be a Better Person podcast. This is Kate. I'm your host, and I'm also the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This week on the podcast is all about work, and not just work in general, but work at this very specific point in history when so very many of us are actively rethinking it. Let's do some of that rethinking together. Today's big idea is that if we are in what economists and journalists are calling a great reassessment of work, what do we want to take into account when we're doing this reassessing? But first, a little context. What the heck is a great reassessment? There are a few indicators that suggest that people are not rushing back to work post-pandemic. Or, if they never left, they're thinking pretty seriously about changing jobs. 20 million U.S. jobs went away at the start of the pandemic. And as of April 2021, there are either 8 or 9 million vacant jobs that haven't yet been filled. This depends on which report you look at. Some employers have been calling it a worker shortage. Some fiscal conservatives have said, well, that's what happens when you make unemployment benefits easy and attractive. Some liberals and economists say, if you want more workers, why don't you pay some more money? And a lot of workers are saying, hold up a minute. We all almost just died, and we can't just blindly go back to the way things were because life is short. And some of the stuff we were tolerating before, we just can't tolerate anymore. Not to mention, some workers are saying, well, if you want me to come back to work, you're going to have to help me take care of my kids. Because schools and daycares have been closed, largely closed, or partially closed since the pandemic started. This great reassessment of work cuts across all different fields. Frontline workers, like those in the medical field, teachers, and those who work in retail jobs, are burned out. Office workers who have been freed from long commutes and hours spent inside the confines of a physical office are not that psyched about getting back on that hamster wheel. Even I, who work for myself doing work that I truly enjoy from my home, have had a pretty big reckoning about work. According to Prudential Financial's Pulse of the American Worker Survey, which was released in the spring of 2021, One in four workers are considering leaving their job after the pandemic. One in four, that's a pretty big number. Economists are calling that the great resignation. An overwhelming trend in those who are thinking of leaving their jobs is a desire for more flexibility. Everybody is talking about this. I even just received an email from LinkedIn asking for people to share their stories who are rethinking their work situations and asking them to use the hashtag, the big shift. 
The bottom line is a lot of us are thinking, how can we rethink this whole work thing? I don't think anyone would have chosen to have over 600,000 Americans die to get to this point. But as a result of the pandemic, there's something going on in the collective where we've got an opportunity to change our work lives. I'll talk briefly about what's on people's minds, including mine, regarding the future of work right after a quick break. It's hard to rethink anything when you're stressed out. Having a relaxation practice not only helps you slow down, it helps you think more clearly. If it weren't for Headspace, I would still be in the frenzied, oh my God, what should I be doing right now, state that I spent much of 2020 in. The thing I'm loving the most about Headspace right now is that all I have to do is press play. And I know that Andy is going to talk me through a great meditation practice that always, always helps me feel calmer, more relaxed, and just better. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash Kate. That's headspace.com slash Kate for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Go to headspace.com slash Kate today. Welcome back. Of those people surveyed in the Prudential survey that I mentioned earlier who are considering leaving their jobs, 80% don't see a good path for their careers to advance where they are. 72% say the pandemic has caused them to reevaluate their skill sets and they want to find something that's a better match for what they have to offer. I've got an episode all about this particular concern tomorrow, so come back. And pretty much everyone wants more flexibility in their next job. I work for myself, and the majority of my income comes from working as a writer or editor on book projects, which have long and sometimes unpredictable timelines. Since I often can't predict or control the deadlines, if a project met my basic criteria, I said yes to it, and I just figured out how to make all my projects work after the fact. In 2020, this say yes and figure it out later approach backed up on me big time. I had way too many projects and no time or brain space to work on them. That's because I was also having to be my kid's teacher, their therapist, their cruise director, their drill sergeant, and their best friend as everybody was trapped at home. All the while, I was feeling like anytime I wasn't working, I was only falling further behind. Kind of felt like I was in a cardboard box with no air holes. To be clear, I love hustling. I love what I do. I love working for myself, but I still am walking away from the pandemic thinking, I have been getting work wrong. (laughs) I am aging, my kids are getting older, and I am always working. I just feel like I'm out of balance. Going forward, I've realized that I've got to be pickier about the projects I say yes to, and I definitely am more committed to taking on opportunities that have the potential for a bigger payoff after. I am looking for some passive income. (laughs) That means more book projects that offer royalties and that I believe in their potential to earn royalties and more projects that are more closely aligned with my superpowers so that the work doesn't require a lot of heavy lifting or riding a learning curve on my end. And then I'm also rethinking what I do with the money that I earn from these projects. I plan to earmark a bigger part of each paycheck for things that will help me be less reliant on my next paycheck. 
whether that means I'm saving to buy a rental property or I'm investing it in the stock market or I'm putting it into a promising business venture. This type of thinking is something I started doing in earnest after I interviewed Jennifer Barrett, author of Think Like a Breadwinner, which was episode 414. It's worth a re-listen. And finally, I'm realizing that I need to do more strengthening of the muscles that say it's okay to go play badminton with the kids or lie down on the grass in the middle of a dog walk, even if I have more work to do that day. Work is an important part of life, but it's not the only one. Big things like pandemics, or I lived in New York City during 9-11, they create this opening where we can see life from a different perspective. And I really think that this is an opportunity for us to not only be savvier about our work and find work that suits our lives more, but that suits us better at who we are at our core. I'd love to know what kinds of new thoughts you're having about work. I'm posting about hashtag the big shift on Instagram and LinkedIn today. Those are both places where you can find me at Kate Hanley author. Come leave a comment on my post or shoot me a DM and tell me, are you thinking about making a change? Are you never going back to work? Are you grateful for the work you have? And what do you want employers to know at this particular juncture about what employees need? Come back tomorrow when I am sharing a mindset hack for being happier at work and finding work that makes you happy. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you.